keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information. From the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic drive time. And we are back. Welcome to Catholic Drive Time. Today is Tuesday, March 21st, 2023. St. Nicholas of Flu is his feast day today. He was born in Switzerland in 1417, died in 1487. His parents were peasants who recognized his intelligence and piety, and they provided him with a better education. And at the age of 23, he was called to arms against the canton of Zurich, and eventually he became a captain with 100 men under his command. However... He showed a profound spirit of hierarchy and declined an important public post, stating that he was from humble origins. He later became a hermit, and his body is preserved in the church of San Selen. He is decorated with gold and precious stones, and he was known as Brother Klaus and was often called on by dignitaries to make peace between cantons and their continuous disputes. Pilgrims came from distant parts to consult him. St. Nicholas was a great warrior who carried his sword in one hand, and his shield and rosary in the other. St. Nicholas of Flew, pray for us. Good morning to you. Welcome to the Catholic Drive Time Show. This is your host, Adrian Fonseca, and it's so good to be here with you today. God bless you. Happy Tuesday to you. I'm very happy to announce that uh, I woke up this morning, I stepped out the door, and it was still good weather. I was very <laughs> surprised, very happily surprised. It always really invigorates me whenever the weather is nice outside. I, I like the nice, cool weather. Uh, some people think it's cold, but, you know, it's only 50 to, 50 to 60 degrees. It's, it feels really nice, I, I think. Uh, but good morning to you, Tito Edwards. Good morning, Adrian. I agree wholeheartedly. It is delicious weather, considering that we, I know everyone lives in different parts of the country, but we, are, we here in Houston experience intense humidity with our heat. And the spring and, and is so short, I enjoy every moment of 45 to 65-degree cold weather. Agreed, agreed. It's, uh, we don't get much of it, but when we do, it's good to take advantage. And, you know, I went yesterday. We had a, a ma- evening mass for uh, the Feast of St. Joseph, and there was so much incense, I couldn't even see my hand in front of me. I was like, oh, my, there's a lot of incense. And I, I have to say, I was like, man, I smell really good right now. So there you go. I have a incense cologne on right now. Uh, and maybe you can smell it from from here. It's very strong, but it is. Uh, that's the, uh, the the go for today. Is incense cologne. Uh, so I think I that's gonna be it. my new new favorite thing. Uh, incense cologne. And maybe I should make that. Is that a thing? Does no, that exist? Not yet. But I, I think you should uh, think more about it and explore more into that topic because that that it, I love incense. The smell of incense myself. There's these little things. These Little punk sticks, or I'm not sure what they're called, incense sticks that the Buddhists use. We should do something along those lines because I, I believe we have better smelling incense than anyone Frankincense. else. Frankincense? Smells so good. Smells so good. I, I am going to, so no one, no one steal this from me unless it already exists and then tell me. Uh, I'm going to start a, a cologne line. It's going to be incense, frankincense, <laughs> uh, cologne line. It's going to be great. It's going to be delicious. Uh, but at 15 past the hour today, we're going to be talking about the Chosen series that you hear about that. There are some very heretical things that are being promulgated in the Chosen series. I'm very concerned about. Also, did Donald Trump get arrested today or is he going to be arrested today? Something like that. We're going to talk about that at 15 past the hour. At 30 past the hour, Father Patrick McCain is going to be on with us to discuss the attempt to ban the seal of confession. 
So that's what we're going to discuss in 30 past the hour. And in the next hour, we're actually not going to be on the air because it is share season. So this week, starting today through to the end of the week, at the 7 o'clock hour, we're actually beginning our share And so make sure you stay tuned and please be generous to uh, support your local Catholic radio station. And uh, we are actually not going to be on the air at 7. We're going to be on air at the 9 o'clock Central Time hour. And so you can catch us then if you want to join us. It's going to be a great time. It's going to be a preempted Catholic drive time hour at 9 o'clock. So make sure you tune in for the share And if you can find it in your heart, uh, to donate a little bit. Tell them Catholic Drive Time sent you. It's going to be a great time. This is how we stay on the air. This is how you support apostolates that evangelize. And especially during this holy season of Lent, when we are in the spirit of almsgiving. And remember, almsgiving covereth a multitude of sins. So make sure you give today. We'd be very grateful to you. And like I said, tell them Catholic Drive Time sent you. It'll be a good time. All right, let's begin with prayer. As always, we're going to pray during the month of March to St. Joseph being his great feast day, his great feast this uh, this month. And I was reading in uh, St. I think it was Leo the 13th who said that you should attempt if you're live in a country where the feast of St. Joseph is not a holy day of obligation, you should attempt to the best of your ability to treat it as such. Now, I just read that last night so it's a little late for me. <laughs> but however, let's honor St. Joseph. We'll pray to St. Joseph today. We're praying for the intentions of uh, the the burial of Sarah Grant. Uh, Ryan is burying his wife uh, last night. They had the wake last night and the rosary last night at 5 p.m. their time. And uh, so they'll be burying her, I believe, today. So prayers for Ryan and for the repose of the soul of Sarah Grant and for their kids. uh, Prayers for them. And we'll be praying for your intentions, for whatever it is that you would like us to pray for, your, for our friends, our family, our benefactors, and all those that we promise to pray for and for a successful share In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. O Joseph, Virgin Father of Jesus, most pure spouse of the Virgin Mary, pray for us daily to the Son of God that armed with the weapons of his grace we may fight as we ought in life and be crowned by him in death. Behold the faithful and prudent servant whom the Lord set over his house. Pray for us, holy Joseph, that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And now your headline news with Tito Edwards. Good morning. Thank you, Adrian. You are listening to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. Today is Tuesday, March 21st, and these are your headlines for today. Catholic World News and Catholic News Agency reports a new pregnancy help center again was hit by vandals. Compass Care, a pregnancy help center in upstate New York, was vandalized last week. The center had been the site of an arson attack last June. Jim Harden, the head of Compass Care Administration, faulted FBI officials for their failure to address the epidemic of pro-abortion violence. Catholic World News and OSV News reports Polish officials have confirmed that Father Franciszek Blachniki, a famous priest of the communist era who is a candidate for beatification, was poisoned by Polish government agents. Father Blachniki, an Auschwitz survivor and convert to Catholicism, died in 1987 in West Germany. His body was recently exhumed and toxicology tests confirmed reports that he died of poisoning. He was the founder of the Light Life Movement, which gained 2 million followers under his leadership. 
Catholic World News and Catholic News Agency report Cardinals Gerhard Müller and Raymond Burke called for Vatican disciplinary action against the German bishops in interviews with Raymond Arroyo on EWTN's The World Over broadcast. Reacting to the German bishops' announcement that they would proceed with blessings for sodomite unions despite the Vatican's clear disapproval, Cardinal Mueller said, quote, there must be a trial and they must be sentenced and they must be removed from their office if they are not converting themselves and they are not accepting the Catholic doctrine, end quote. The Associated Press reports for the third year in a row, Miami Beach finds itself struggling with spring break violence, including two fatal shootings and unruly crowds, despite a massive police presence and activities designed to give people alternatives to drinking alcohol and roaming the streets. The party all the time vibe in South Beach section of the popular Barrier Island city has already led officials to ban alcohol sales at larger clubs after 2 a.m. Police are stationed everywhere. Art, music, yoga were added this year to give people something else to do at least during the day. Those were your headlines this morning. God bless you all. The Gospel of the Day comes from John chapter 5 verses 1 through 16. After this came a Jewish feast for which Jesus went up to Jerusalem, there is a pool in Jerusalem at the Sheep Gate, called in Hebrew, Bethsaida, with five porches, under which a multitude of diseased folk used to lie, the blind, the lame, the disabled, waiting for a disturbance of the water. From time to time an angel of the Lord came down upon the pool, and the water was stirred up. And the first man who stepped into the pool after the stirring of the water recovered from whatever infirmity it was that oppressed him. There was one man who was there and had been disabled for 38 years. Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had waited a long time. Hast thou a mind, he asked, to recovery thy strength? Sir, said the cripple, I have no one to let me down into the pool. When the water is stirred and while I am on my way, someone else steps down before me. And Jesus said to him, Rise up, take up thy bed, and walk. And all at once the man recovered his strength and took up his bed and walked. That day it was the Sabbath. And the Jews said to the man who had been cursed, who had been cured, It is the Sabbath. It is not lawful for thee to carry thy bed. He answered them, The man who gave me back my strength told me himself, Take up thy bed and walk. And so they asked him, Who is this man who told thee? Take up thy bed and walk. The cripple, who had been healed, did not know who it was. Jesus had drawn aside from so crowded a place. But afterward, when Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, Behold, thou hast recovered thy strength. Do not sin any more, for fear that worse should befall thee. The man went back and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had restored his strength. The Jews took occasion to rouse ill will against Jesus for doing such things on the Sabbath. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. You know, there is a lot to cover from Cornelius Lapide. He really went into depth. Like, for instance, he talks about the fact that the angel who went down into the pool was probably St. Raphael himself. And he also mentions that the, the reasons why the water would stir and why that was significant. But unfortunately, I won't be able to cover all that, so I highly recommend checking out, looking up, Cornelius Alapide, the great commentary of Cornelius Alapide, and checking out the commentary on this passage, because I won't be able to cover much of it. He says here, tropologically, the reason was to signify that the sinner, when he is converted and healed by God, 
it is wont to be troubled and agitated in its conscience by various emotions of fear, shame, and hope. For by these, God moves a man to repentance and contrition, that he may thereby be healed, as the Council of Trent teaches. This is very interesting, that God would stir in our hearts. It's a grace. Notice here what he says. He says that having the, the emotions of fear, shame, and hope, these are agitations in the soul, in the conscience, that God is stirring within us. That is a grace, because it moves us to repentance. So Cornelius Lopidi is actually endorsing what I was saying last week about, hey, shame is actually a good thing. Uh, guilt, these are things that, if rightly ordered, should direct us to repentance. Allegorically, God willed that this pool should be a token of his passion and his baptism. For as an angel descended into the water, so Christ went to his passion and torments. And in them, as in water, he was immersed and buried. And as the pool was red with the blood of the victims which were washed in it, so was Christ Rudy, and stained with his own blood. And by that merit of his blood, he might cause baptism, in whose waters believers are washed to heal all spiritual infirmities. So the water here, the pool here, heals the physical man. How much greater is that water which washes away original sin? This is a very good thing. Now, one other point that I want to make here is the idea of repentance. He points out that St. Mary of Egypt, for 17 years after her conversion, suffered dreadful temptations of the flesh because she had previously lived that number of years immodestly. Sins, therefore, are their own executioners and their own righteous avengers. What before please afterward torments, what willingly thou hast done, the same thou shalt hereafter unwillingly suffer. Cornelius Lapide says that sin no more. Why does our Lord tell him sin no more? He said from hence it is plain that God often sends disease upon sick persons on account of their sins, and that this man had been afflicted because of his sins. This Thus this paralytic, who had been sick for 38 years from a time before Christ was born, had committed some crime, which God wished him to suffer for and expiate by this protracted disease. Christ therefore tacitly admonishes the man's conscience that he be mindful of his sins. He says, lest a worse thing happen, for he who is not made better by a former punishment is kept for greater torments as being insinate and despiser. And this happens either in this life or in the life to come or in both. He says a relapse is worse than the original disease. So a relapse into a fault is worse than the fault on account of the greater ingratitude, boldness, and impudence. This is very important. Let's meditate upon that today. Let us not relapse into our sin, for to relapse into our sin is a greater fault than to originally fall. We'll be right back with more in Catholic Drive Time after this. Hey, Donnie, what are the four Gospels in the New Testament? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And who baptized Jesus? St. John the Baptist. As parents, we're the primary educators of our Catholic faith to our children. And if you don't know your Catholic faith as well as you should, that's okay. Just tune in daily to the Guadalupe Radio Network by logging online to grnonline.com. The Guadalupe Radio Network. Listen, learn, love, and pass it on.
Hello, this is Steve Gleason with your one-minute tool for Catholic evangelism. Here's the question for your non-Catholic friend. Who are the ten most well-known preachers in America? Well, here's your three best friendship tools for Catholic evangelism. Here's the list. Copeland, Osteen, Benny Hinn, Joyce Myers, T.D. Jakes, Stephen Furtick, Andy Stanley, Robert Jeffers, Rick Warren, Alistair Begg, John MacArthur. Well, secondly, all these pastors say the same thing on Sunday morning, which is, turn with me in your Bible. Well, then how's the harmony regarding, say, eternal security, disagreement, present-day ministry of the Holy Spirit, Disagreement. Relationship of baptism to salvation. Disagreement. Church government. Disagreement. Life beginning at conception until natural death. Disagreement. And eschatology. Disagreement. So what's going on here? Well, if you are someone who says, all I need is the word of God, brother, because the Bible is going to give me everything I need to live out the Jesus life. Okay. Hope you've already ditched your favorite blogger, your favorite preacher, your favorite podcaster, and most of all, your religious Google searches. Well, speaking of Google searches, I do request one last Google search for you. Magisterium. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. This is your host, Adrian Fonseca, and it's so good to be on with you today. Praise be to God. I'm so happy to be here with you today. It is a beautiful day. The sun is about to rise, or it's beginning to rise. It's a beautiful day on Catholic Radio. It's always a beautiful day on Catholic Radio. Uh, but you know what's not so beautiful is heresy. Heresy is always ugly. It's very bad. It's not true. But it's also ugly. It's just, it's not a good thing. And the, the, you're very familiar probably with the Chosen series. Yeah. Now, the Chosen series is very popular. Tito, have you seen the Chosen series? Yes, it's, it's well made. It's entertaining. It's really good. But I've come across too many times of, of blasphemy. But go, go ahead and continue. That, that is, uh, Anyways, I can't say anything else. Yeah, the Chosen series, so this came out yesterday. The Chosen tweeted this out and then posted it on Facebook and put it across our social media platforms. It said, from Season 3, Episode 3, quote, Here's the bad news, and this is, I believe, from the mouth of our Lord. Here's the bad news. Your religion, your church, the law, your efforts to be righteous won't save you. Now, if he's here talking about the old law... If here he's talking about the Jewish church, if he's talking about the Jewish religion, then it's actually true because Christ came to fulfill the old law and to bring in a more perfect law, namely the Beatitudes, the commandments, and these others. However, he continues. So if he had stopped right there, I would have been like, oh, okay, well, I agree. Yeah, I can interpret that to mean you're talking about the Jewish religion. But he continues. He says, here's the good news. Here's the gospel, he says. This is the gospel. He says, quote, you don't need your religion, your church, the law, or your efforts to be righteous, to be saved. This is heresy. This is heresy out of the mouth of our Lord. This is blasphemy to put heresy into the mouth of our Lord. And this is uh, why I can never get behind watching The Chosen. People will say, oh, you have to factor in that it's a Protestant show. Well, that's why I don't want to watch it, because... I don't want to watch Protestant propaganda. Bingo. Especially when it's being shoved in your face and putting blasphemous words in the mouth of our Lord. Our Lord is the one who established the church. He established the religion. He established the law. And to, so to put in the mouth of our Lord that you don't need religion, you don't need your church, you don't need the law, that's a blasphemy and a sacrilege. That's so grave. And, you know, many people focus on the part about the chosen where they had Our Lady experience birth pains. And that I did made a whole video dedicated to 
uh, whether or not Our Lady experienced birth pains. But, you know, okay, I can understand a lot of Catholics may not know much about Our Lady's birth pains, whether or not she had them. I can understand that. But this is outright an explicit heresy, and it's leading people astray. How many Catholics are going to watch that and be, oh, because many Catholics don't read their Bible. So they're going to say, oh, our Lord said in the Bible that we don't need religion or the church. Well, why am I part of a church? Why am I part of the Catholic Church then? This is grave. This is very dangerous, especially for young years. For children who have not read the Bible, who are not exposed to the truth, who do not are not firm in their faith, this can be a grave stumbling block. Uh, what are your thoughts, Tito? Yeah, it, it, it's... Uh, we started watching a year late, uh, and then we stopped midway through the second because my wife and I had a difficult time swallowing some of the things that were being said, especially from Jesus. Uh, the one thing that that uh, that t- put us over the top was when Jesus said that his father Joseph was in heaven, when in fact he's actually in Geh- Gehenna at the edge of uh, at the edge of hell, waiting for uh, the man's redemption, which is coming through Jesus. Uh, so. That, uh, yes, it's well done. It's sometimes you watch an episode or two, sometimes we don't. And it is so difficult because we, I really want to enjoy it. And I do enjoy it. But, but when it comes to that, then we, we, we go on a, on, a, on a fast from it for six to 12 months. <laughs> so, yeah, I can understand other Catholics going and watching it. But, but you, please be educated. Be, please understand what is being said and what is being said incorrectly if you're going to continue watching. That's, that's what I would say. But right now, we're, we're fasting. We prob- probably may not watch it again. But uh, I understand people's enthusiasm, but please temper it with, with knowledge. Investigate your faith. This is a great opportunity to start learning more about the life of Jesus and Mary and Joseph. And, and it'll only enrich you and make you appreciate it better and, and might even put you down the path of growing more in virtue and faith. So please, educate yourself. Absolutely. And remember, and just keep this memory. If you can just memorize one verse about the church. Memorize this one verse, 1 Timothy 3.15, 1 Timothy 3.15, the church of the living God is the pillar and foundation of truth. Now, let me say that again, 1 Timothy 3.15, it is the church of the living God is the pillar and foundation of truth. Notice, Holy Scripture says the church of the living God. Many people will say, you can't say that. Well, that's right in Scripture. It's right in Scripture. The Protestants will say, no, no, of course it's not the church. Uh, Christ is the pillar of foundation of truth. Well, of course, Christ is the cornerstone. But our Lord is the foundation. But he also created Peter, who stands as another foundation, because our Lord is the cornerstone. He made Peter the foundation of the church on earth. And he made the church as the pillar and foundation of truth. And remember, the church is the mystical body of Christ. So all these things, they're not mutually exclusive. They all can be said to be true at the same time. So just remember that today. 1 Timothy 3.15, the church of the living God is the pillar and foundation of truth. Now, I want to move on to this other story here. Donald Trump to be arrested today. Now, I was going to go on about how the as like we live in a, in a banana republic where the country is going to just fall apart at this point. And I was going to go in a whole monologue about this. But then I saw Michael Knowles, who did a opening about this exact topic. And so I wanted to play that instead, uh, because Michael Knowles says it in a really good way. Tito, could you uh, play that for me? You know, I've been thinking a lot lately about how lucky we are to live in the land of the free. 
as opposed to an autocratic country like Russia or China. You see, in Putin's Russia, the press isn't free. Instead, it serves the interests of the regime, on whose behalf it spreads lies and propaganda. Can you imagine? Even worse is communist China. In communist China, citizens are under constant surveillance. The government knows pretty much every single move they make, regardless of any nominal rights to privacy. In Russia and China, citizens don't have a practical right to free speech. Even if they have such a right in theory, if they ever contradict the prevailing orthodoxy of the regime, they can be censored and kicked out of the public square. In those kinds of countries, agents of the state even deny parents' right to raise their own children. Law enforcement persecutes people for their traditional religious beliefs. And most brazenly of all, evil autocrats like Xi Jinping and Vladimir Putin jail their political opponents. Thank goodness we don't live in a country like that. Yep, yep, very good. Uh, couldn't have said it better myself, and so I didn't. I let Michael Knowles say it, and that, I thought that was excellent. I was listening to that, and I was like, this is exactly what I was going to say. So I'm like, let me just play this, because Michael Knowles said it very well. Uh, but it's so true. It's so true. We look at our country today, and every single place you look, you're thinking, how are we better than third world countries? Sure, our GDP is better. Sure, we have a lot of comforts that are available. So we can all watch Netflix. We can all run to McDonald's. We can all get the things that we need very easily and simply, but that can change at any moment. We have our banks collapsing, and most recently we're seeing our, the political enemies of the regime being arrested. Now, we don't know if Trump actually will be arrested today. Uh, maybe he will, maybe he won't. We'll find out. We'll let you know tomorrow. Um, well, maybe it will happen later this week. We don't know. We'll find out. And the question is, why are they doing this? Some have said that they're attempting to drain his money and his time and his energy. And they're doing it to try to just put him through the rigmarole. Others are saying that they want him to be the, the primary, ele be elected into the primaries. So that way, they think that Joe Biden would beat him easily. And some say that it's just pure Trump derangement syndrome, where people just absolutely hate Trump no matter what. And they just will do anything and everything to get him, uh, which is... It's just absurd to me. It doesn't make any sense to me. And this is why you should be concerned about this. If this becomes a tradition in America where we try to jail our political opponents, well, this is going we're going to fall into just our foreign adversaries. The same thing that these foreign countries are doing where they throw their political adversaries in prison. And then where are we going to be? This is very concerning. This is something that we should definitely keep our eyes on. And this is my concern as well. What is the Republican Party going to do? What are the conservatives going to do? My guess is nothing. My guess is that they will do nothing. And then when it comes back around, they're going to say, oh, well, we could never do anything like that because we're better than them. And so we just give all power to the left. Now, this is very, very concerning because once the, the idea of turning the other cheek does not apply whenever it comes to the governance of a country that has a potential of destroying our country. And so if we just say, well, we cannot participate in enforcing the law, because I'm not endorsing, ever endorsing unjustly prisoning someone, but how many politicians do we know? How many politicians have gotten away with literal murder or other crimes and nobody punishes them? Nobody punishes them. Why? Well, it's the Secretary of State. Oh, well, it's the Vice President. Oh, well, he's a former president. So we don't want to be involved in jailing our political prisoners. Well, if the left is going to start doing that, well, then let's just enforce the law. How about that as a rule? If you break the law, 
we're going to enforce the law. How about that? And then we just it'd be fair. This is a very concerning story. Uh, Tito, what are your thoughts? Yes, it, there are no consequences, apparently, in politics in Washington, D.C. I recall, and, and, and I understand some people may not remember, but Waco, the oh, yeah. branch of and then Ruby Ridge. There, there were no consequences for Janet Reno over Waco. There were no consequences for DEA agents over Ruby Ridge. There were no consequences when, uh, when the IRS started snooping on conservatives. There, was, there are still no consequences when they used a full SWAT team to arrest Mark Hawk. There, 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 they, people are getting, people can see that they can get away with doing the most outrageous act, political acts and others without facing consequences. There are no responsibility. There is, there's no repercussions. So when we see Donald Trump being arrested, we, we see that what the end result is. Now, assuming everything they say about Trump is wrong, well, maybe he wouldn't have gone been so aggressive in his uh, financial dealings if he would have seen other people who are just probably two or three times worse of what he did prior to him, like Hillary Clinton, President Obama. Yeah, it's all bad. Yeah. It's all bad, and, you know, I'm not trying to justify anything anybody does. I'm just pointing out that the, uh, this is a is a politically motivated attack, and it should be concerning no matter who you are. Uh, now, the one last thing I want to bring up before we, we go to a break and come back with Father Patrick McCain is tomorrow I want to discuss the question of what is the definition of woke. So I want that's the question of the day. Leave a comment. Uh, think about it. If you can hop on our social media feeds, tell me what you think the definition of woke is. What would you define wokeness as? And let me give you my definition. I would define woke as to hold to, with religious fervor, the positions promulgated by the revolutionary media. That's the definition I give. I'll give it one more time. To hold to, with religious fervor, the positions promulgated by the revolutionary media. What are your thoughts about my definition? What's your definition for the word woke? That's the question of the day. Be very curious to hear your answer. We're going to have a conversation about that tomorrow. So make sure you tune in. But we're going to go to a break. When we come back, Father Patrick McCain and the topic of confession. Is it the seal confession going to be banned? Hello, this is Steve Gleason with your one-minute tool for Catholic evangelism. Here's the question for your non-Catholic friend. I would imagine your pastor preaches from the text which says, We preach Jesus Christ crucified. So then, where's the crucifix in your church? Well, here's your three best friendship tools for Catholic evangelism. Number one, history. Under the dread of persecution and death, the crucifix was displayed at Mass, but with great caution due to the threats of the Roman emperors and the pagan haters of Christianity. Traveling up through time, Pope Pius V in 1570 made it mandatory to display a crucifix in every church. Secondly, the Bible. 1 Corinthians 1 says, but we preach Christ crucified as stumbling block. You see, there was never any embarrassment of his corpse. In fact, two men of great renown, Nicodemus and Joseph of Arimathea, boldly handled the dead body of Jesus. And thirdly, my comeback. You see, at times, the early church held mass in the catacombs to honor the shed blood of the brave martyrs. Sad to say, many contemporary churches don't even have a cross in their church, let alone a crucifix. Also, could a crucifix on your neck cause others to think you are Catholic? St. Peter, it must have been horrible when you heard that rooster crow.
Catholic radio played a huge part in my life in helping me understand the faith. It was like one of the biggest things, and I still listen all the time. I have the bumper sticker on my viola case. People see it, and they're oh, Catholic radio. It's the best thing ever. It changed my life. Catholic radio is amazing. Please support Catholic radio. It's just an amazing resource. So much you can learn there. So much inspiration to actually live out your faith. It's just incredible. I love Catholic radio. The Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Welcome back to the Catholic Drive Time Show. Today is Tuesday, March 21st, 2023 in the year of our Lord. And these are your headlines for today. Catholic World News and our Sunday Visitor reports the president of the USCCB, Archbishop Timothy Brolio, of the Archdiocese for Military Services criticized the German Synodal Way in a homily at the National St. John Paul II Shrine in Washington. Without naming Cardinal McElroy, Archbishop Rolio also implicitly criticized the San Diego Bishop's call for, quote, radical inclusion, end quote, and disapproval of Catholic teaching on human sexuality. Referring to the confusion sown in Germany by their gathering, called by Der Synodal Weg, Archbishop Rolio said, quote, that is, it truly enacted there will be a new division in the body of Christ, end quote. Asian News reports, the Orthodox Patriarch slams the heinous attack against the tomb of Mary in Jerusalem. Two Jewish extremists wearing a yarmulke and a zitzit carried out the attack against the church, a major site for pilgrims from around the world. The attackers who tried to hit the bishop celebrating the service wounded a priest. The local Christian community is now afraid of what might happen during Holy Week and Easter. Catholic World News and BBC News reports Cardinal Arthur Roque, the periphery of the Dicastery for Divine Worship, told the BBC audience that the Vatican moved to restrict access to the traditional Latin Mass because, quote, the theology of the Church has changed, oh, end quote. Cardinal Roque said that whereas the traditional Mass emphasized the role of the priest as making the Eucharistic sacrifice, today the Church teaches that all the baptized participate in the offering. Well... According to uh, what I know, it's still a vertical sacrifice, and we're there to celebrate Jesus. And finally, The Hill reports the expected arrest of Donald Trump is putting Republican senators who want to move on from the former president in a tough spot as he calls for mass protests if the DA of Manhattan, Alvin Bragg, places him in custody. Gop lawmakers see the indictment of the former president by a local DA as crossing the line. I'm Tito Edwards, and these are today's headlines through a Catholic lens. Thank you, Tito, for keeping us up to date. And joining us right now via phone is Father Patrick McCain. He is with the, the Personal Ordinariate of the Chair of St. Peter. Uh, good morning to you, Father Patrick. Good morning. Good morning, Father. The You know, it's really concerning the situation across America right now. I was surprised because I had heard about this when I had sent you a text message to let you know what we were going to be talking about. I went to go find the story because I saw the story that it happened. And then I found that this was happening in several states, not just one or two in Kansas in Washington in Vermont in Delaware. Mm -hmm. They're all trying to pass bills to uh, either restrict to ban or to prohibit the seal of confession. It's very, very concerning. Uh, so let's start with that. What is the seal of confession, father? Sure, yes. The, the seal of confession, uh, most simply, means that the priest can never reveal the contents of that confession uh, to anyone after that confession is complete, including to the penitent. 
that I, after a confession is finished, suppose you come to me, maybe you have, I don't know. Um, I truly don't know. But if you would ever come to me for confession, once that's done, I can never bring that up to anyone again, even if you came to me for the same thing over and over and over. Can, we always have to treat it as if it's the first confession. Yes. And, you know, it really shocked me when I was uh, listening to Fulton Sheen talk about the seal of confession. He was saying how important the seal of confession is that even if he heard that someone confessed to him that they were stealing from his own drawer right in front of him, yeah. uh, he said, I could not even reach over and lock it because he would be acting upon right. information that he received in the confessional. Right. Now, Father, what is the penalty if a priest decided to, I don't know, uh, go out and give a sermon on someone's confession? Sure. Yeah, uh, it's automatic excommunication. And, and so that's something no priest wants to risk. And this is a, uh, not only a sin, but a canonical crime. Just like abortion, it's on the same line as, as abortion or desecrating the Eucharist. Uh, the same penalty, which can only, that penalty can only be lifted by the Holy See um, before I can receive forgiveness for that sin. And uh, I'm sure that a priest who does this would never be able to function in a public ministry again. Yeah, so it's a very, very serious crime. And uh, many saints have, have gone, to the, uh, gone to their death in defending such things. Are you familiar with, uh, with some saints who have died uh, for the sake of the confessional? There's, I can't remember his name, but I, I believe he was a priest in Prague centuries ago uh, who, who lost his life. The, the, the queen, I suppose he was, I don't know if he was a regular confessor for the queen there, but the king wanted to know the contents of her confession. He refused, and, and if I'm not mistaken, he was tossed into the river. Um, he may have also been you know, beaten or killed before then, but, um, but I'm sure there are other saints throughout the ages. And, and even when it's not a, a physical um, penalty or, or punishment, uh, I, I think oftentimes they well, even in our own country, you know, in these places where, uh, you know, it's not like the, uh, the legislatures just decided to start taking these bills up, but people, um, people have probably been complaining for some time. Why won't these priests help law enforcement? Why won't these priests do this and this and this? And what they don't understand, probably many Catholics don't understand, is that the confession is, as we know, is between the penitent and God. The priest there to represent God, to represent the church, but who does not have a right to the information given once that confession is complete. Hi, Father Patrick McCain. This is uh, Tito. It's always good speaking with you. Hey, Tito. Hey. Thank you. I, I remember, uh, because I do read a lot of news, it seems in the English-speaking world, the Anglosphere, New Zealand, Australia, and England, they're starting to try and pass laws forcing the clergy to reveal what, what has been said in confession, especially the European Union is becoming to be... Yeah. It, it, I think we're getting to the point where we'll, we'll, we'll be talking past each other. At least they'll be talking past mm -hmm. us, just ignoring the fact sure. uh, of the sacrament of confession, the seal of confession. I, I, I have heard, uh, I, I don't recall if it was Kenya or South India, where a priest was excommunicated for revealing uh, mm -hmm. confession. But what, do you believe within our lifetime that we'll be seeing a form of white martyrdom? I'm afraid so. I, I try to be positive about these things. I, I, um, but but also, you know, if we're paying attention, that things are not uh, trending the way that we would like to to see this go, right? And, and and there seems to be less and less respect for religious freedom or even religious tolerance, you know. And and so uh, we're not asking for special privileges in the church. We're simply asking to be left alone in a certain sense, right? Yeah. And and so uh, hopefully 
we can have that. You, you know, the, when, when the church speaks of religious freedom, and I know there are a variety of opinions on this topic, but, but the point is that the church must be free to proclaim the gospel and, and to teach and, and educate uh, certainly her own members, but also to, to bring the gospel to other people. And, and laws like this really make it difficult uh, for us to, to, um, to teach fully what, what Christ has revealed. Uh, Father, among your brother priest, uh, do you, is this a conversation that's being had about what you are going to do, how you are preparing uh, for a situation where you may be told, hey, Father, you're going to have to come into the court and we are going to uh, try to force you to give testimony against this person? Because I know this person goes to confession to you once a week, mm-hmm. so let me know what he said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well... Lately, that's not been a conversation, but certainly, you know, when I was in seminary just a couple of years ago, that's something that that, that comes up. All, all the what ifs, and and in a certain sense, it, it, it's very easy for us. I mean, the law of the church is one thing. We know that it, it's not only a matter of the law, but it's um, of canon law, but 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 it's it's a moral issue. You know, the the, the sanctity and secrecy of what happens in confession is um, is absolute, and and so while. I would I would say, while we would prefer that you know the the legislators leave us alone and let us minister to to the people of God, um, I, we would I think we would all be in agreement to say that whatever they do, it will not change what we've been doing mm-hmm. and what we intend to do for the rest of our lives. That that um, you know we made promises or, at ordination. Certainly, the most fundamental promise is is to be faithful and true to the gospel, to proclaim it in its entirety, and and so we we have to do this. And, and part of the function of, of our ministry is to faithfully administer the sacraments. And part of faithfully administering the sacraments, it, it means a lot of things. It means not making things up. Follow the text, say the words, do the right gestures, use the right elements. And when it comes to confession, the other thing is do not reveal the contents of that confession. You know, the, meaning that we could probably speak among each other, you know, generally, I, I've heard this from time to time, what advice do you give? That, that's different from mm-hmm. saying, so-and-so told me this particular sin, can you believe he did that? Or can you believe, you know, someone committed this crime, I have to tell. We should not be doing that. We're, we don't want to be excommunicated, but more than that, I think most priests want to do, if not all priests, want to do the right thing on this issue. So they, no one would come to confession if if they feared that their priest would reveal anything that they told them, you, you know. So, so I want to try to put people at, at ease that, that whatever the laws are, uh, the law of God is higher, and, and we are going to, to respect the, the uh, sanctity of the sacrament. Amen. You know, I was very, very comforted because I saw that the, the Diocese of Wilmington put out a statement. Um, the bishop put out a statement saying that their, their priest would not be violating the seal of confession. And I was very, very pleased by that to see um, the bishop come out and speak publicly on that manner. And I'd be love to see more and more bishops come out and say, hey, no matter what happens, uh, this is an unjust law and it's a law that we will not be following. It would be be such a grace to see. Uh, We're about to go to a short break. When we come back, there's a couple topics I want to bring in. I want to bring up the objection of people saying, well, what about if it's sexual abuse? What about emotional abuse? What about physical abuse? What if you Uh hear that in the confessional? And I also want to bring up uh, some other concerns about the secrecy of the confessional, because, you know, some people like to go face to face with the priest. uh, But, you know, sometimes 
going in secret is both yeah. beneficial for the penitent and for the confessor. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about that on the other side of the break. But we'll be right back with more Catholic Drive Time after this. Uh, Father Patrick McCain with the personal ordinariate of the chair of St. Peter after this short break. We'll be right back. Hello, this is Steve Gleason with your one-minute tool for Catholic evangelism. Here's the question for your non-Catholic friend. If Jesus brought two of the greatest Old Testament saints to meet with three of the greatest New Testament saints at the Mount of Transfiguration, can you say with any assurance that they were not alive, aware, and able to communicate? So here's your three best friendship tools for Catholic evangelism. Number one, the Bible. Luke 9 says, quote, Two men, Moses and Elijah, appeared in glorious splendor talking with Jesus. Did you catch that? They were talking with Jesus. That means they have cognitive capability. Secondly, heavenly friends. Those in heaven long for your prayer requests. Their intercession far exceeds your best friend's prayers here on earth. Sorry to say that. And thirdly, a pesky comeback. Well, Oral Roberts University has the prayer tower. TBN has a prayer department. Your home church probably has a prayer hotline. Well, guess what? Heaven has on-demand, pure, unselfish prayer warriors known as the great cloud of witnesses. They're waiting on you. great if everyone prayed daily for vocations to the religious life? Why not start today? A friendly suggestion from Guadalupe Radio Network. And welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. This is your host, Adrian Fonseca. Praise be to God, it's good to be here. It's always a beautiful day on Catholic Radio. It's beautiful weather in the Houston area. Uh, joining me right now via phone is Father Patrick McCain with a personal ordinariate of the chair of St. Peter. And we're talking about the situation across the country where many states are trying to push for restrictions about the, uh, the seal of confession. This is a very concerning thing. Uh, but thank you for joining us, Father Patrick McCain. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. Uh, when we, before we went to break, we were chatting about the fact that, you know, some people make the argument, well, I understand the seal of confession, very important, but what about when people confess to sexually abusing people or physically abusing people, or, or what if they confess to murder to the priest? Then shouldn't the person, uh, be the priest, be obliged to tell the courts? Right. So, so this is a common objection, right? And so here, here's the, the reality. Um, in confession, we have to remember the the faithful, the, the the Christian is is speaking to God directly because God alone can forgive sins. We know this from from the teaching of, of the Lord Jesus. He happens to use instruments like priests. You know, um, we we share in His priesthood. And in reality, there's only one priest in the church, and that is Christ Jesus Himself. And so, you know, I and my bishop and Pope Francis, we all share in the priesthood, the one priesthood of of Christ Jesus. And so, the, we we are simply there as uh, to, to help mediate this grace, right, and, and to give some assurance that the person is forgiven. If they've made a good confession, if they've received a valid absolution, if that they go and perform their penance, that they are forgiven. And so I, as the priest, I, I, as Father Patrick McCain, I have no right to that information once it's over. Now, if someone comes to me, well, I should say this, uh, if someone comes to me in confession, yes, I, I, I can encourage them to, to report, you know, turn themselves in, uh, you know, do the right thing, uh, but I can't make them. In fact, no priest can make anyone reveal any sin. This is really important, that, that whether it's 
you know, someone has stolen something, big or small. Uh, you know, someone's told a lie, someone's done whatever they've done, had an affair, whatever they've done. The priest can never make the penitent reveal their sin, not even in the penance that they assign the person to do. That they can't make the person return whatever they stole if, in returning it, it would reveal that they stole it. And, and so um, the person may still decide to return it. That, that would be a wonderful thing, praiseworthy. Um, but, but the priest can never, ever, ever do anything that would, would force the penitent to reveal his sins. Now, if someone tells me outside of the sacrament of confession that they've done X, Y, and Z, in which I would be a mandatory reporter, then, uh, yes, you know, if it's spiritual direction or pastoral counseling, that's normally confidential. The only exception to that is if you're going to hurt yourself or hurt someone else. And, and so in that case, you know, I, I, I could call the police. But if it, if it happens in confession and they never tell me outside of confession about this, then I, I really I can't use the information against them. Right, right. And I've always heard it explained to me just the way it's very similar to the way you explained it, Father. They was told, you know, it's it's not my knowledge. I can't act on it. And even I could rightly say if I was asked, I could rightly say that I know nothing of this and I would not be lying because it is not my knowledge. It's the knowledge that God has and it's not mine. Is that the case, Father? That that's absolutely the case, and 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 I don't know if it was you, maybe it was Adrian who who brought up the point, uh, but before the break that you know about using the screen, I always I prefer I much prefer the screen. I say I always use the screen. You know, if someone wants to go face to face. That if I know them, that's fine. I'm, I'm uh, um, but I'm, I much prefer the screen. And sometimes when I go to confession, you know, I don't always have access to the screen, and it, it's okay. You know, but but um, you know, for those that are concerned about the the, the sanctity of the seal in, in these states or these other countries where um, where the um, the practice of our faith in this regard is is, is coming under attack, it, it might be very wise to to use the screen um, so that the priest can you know believe it or not we unless we we really are friends with the person we probably don't know their voice. Uh, we, we might come to see that certain people sort of confess the same way each time. We have the same uh, manner of confessing, but. Um, but yeah, we, we things run together, and, and sin is boring, and so so it, it really is okay. You don't have to to say, oh, he's going to know me anyway. Eh, well, probably not. So so it's it's worth going uh, behind the screen, I think. You know, Father, another thing in regards to that same the same idea there is this idea that it's you know I never understood. It always made me uncomfortable when I was younger. I went to a parish where it was incredibly encouraged, and I was kind of shamed. I was told by a priest once when I went to confession, he was like, well, why don't you come from behind the screen and, and face me face to face? And I was kind mm. of always shamed into, into going face to face, and it would always sure. make me very uncomfortable. Uh, what's the mm -hmm. church's teaching on uh, that kind of thing? Sure. Yeah, good question. Both have a right, both the priest and the penitent uh, have a right to the screen. And so even if a person wants to go face to face, I can say, no, we, we're going to... To, to be anonymous, um, and and um, in some ways, you know, no priest should should be trying to to force people or or make them feel bad about the way they want to go to confession. You know, even people who want to go face to face, I'm not going to pick on them. I'm not going to make fun of them. Uh, but um, but but on the other hand, we 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 need to respect each other and and uh, you know respect the, the the priest's wishes as well, especially if he wants the screen. Um, I, I've found that it allows me to say what I need to say to people because th there could be, uh, you know, people in the parish that um, uh, that I am closer to or th that I feel like I know better or, you know, what if they've done something that might might have 
sort of surprised me. You, you know, it, it's better for me to to, to not to, for them to go anonymously, for, uh, anonymously, so that I don't um, worry about having to to kind of sugarcoat things or or even to be um, you know I feel like it, I won't be too harsh or too to too lax with them. You know, I can just say what I need to say and try to give them good counsel and, and get them on the right track. Yeah. Hi, Father Patrick. This is Tito again. I, I'm curious. I, I'm familiar of a technique that the Jesuits use to forget confession of what was just listened to. Are there techniques that are you're taught in seminary to do the same thing, to do something similar? Or is it common for the priest to do that? Yeah, that, that's a good question. I, so, so where I went to seminary, um, they, they didn't do that, but I bet there are some that, that probably do. I, what, what I've found is that we hear so many confessions. You know, on a Sunday, I'll hear anywhere from, uh, you know, an hour to four hours of confessions. And, uh, and, and usually, you know, a couple of days during the week, I'll hear an hour of confessions each. And so um, it, it really runs together, I, I, especially kids all sound the same. Teenagers all have the same voice. Boys or girls, they all sound the same. And then, you know, really, men and men sound the same and women sound the same. And so if, if people just go behind the screen, I, I don't worry about it. And, and um, you know, I... I guess early on in my in my ministry, there were times where I was surprised at what I heard, and that's been rare. But I was, oh man, you know, this is unusual, this is difficult, and, and maybe the person's been away for a long time. And so, you know, my job is 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 really to to um, not to say that things are okay. You know, mercy is not saying overlooking sin, but trying to lift them out of this and trying to to put them on the right track. And and then once that's done, you know, I always have to remember, even when there are times where it may be difficult for me to because the sin is so serious that that it might be difficult for 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 me and i thought uh, it's not how could i how could i offer absolution that's not the issue but it's so painful um in doing so it's good but it's also painful but i have to remember i didn't die for them jesus did and so you know he is is mercy to to all of us unless we've closed ourselves off to his mercy he wants to extend this to all of us and so um uh, yeah i don't want people to worry about will i remember what no i may remember the particular sin but i will not remember remember who it's tied to uh, but even that is 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 so rare how long i i got one last question how long uh, i know tritium easter lent but especially tritium yeah. how long have you mm-hmm. have you sat in confession for a time i i've heard stories of father, of father saint john vianney being in the confessional for 12 to 18 hours uh, at a time w- what was the longest for you, and and, yeah. and and what do the priests do when it becomes you know one, two, three hours in in the confessional chair? Yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah. When I, especially on Sundays, when I'm at uh, Church of the Presentation in Montgomery, um, if I go in, I'm in for at least an hour, and usually closer to an hour and a half. You know, maybe I'll take a break and then go back in. So I, I um, probably the longest stretch has been three hours, three three and a half hours, um, and sometimes I'll say because I'm drinking water throughout, you know, I was like, I've got to take a bathroom break or, you know, let me go grab a snack and I'll say, just tell the person I'm coming back. I'll be back in five minutes, you know, that sort of thing. So, uh, you know, the priest has to take care of himself. We we expect a lot of our priests. We do need to expect a lot of our priests, particularly in in terms of holiness. Um, We've seen the effects of clerical wickedness and, and, uh, you know, we have to pray, pray, pray. 
that the Lord will cleanse the temple and, and, and purify his church, beginning with the clergy. Um, and that, that I'm not calling out any one person or group <laughs> of people, just we all have things that we're working on, and we need to pray for holy priests and bishops, uh, you know, and, and, and um, because it, otherwise it's, it's of course. we can't give what we don't have, right? And, and, yes. and so I think it's very difficult. If we're not striving for holiness, how in the world can we call, you know? And so when I tell people who don't go to confession very often, when I tell them, please try to, if they're an adult, please try to go every month, at least every two months. Um, you know, six times a year is not that frequent. <laughs> but, but you know what? I can't do that if I'm not going at least once a month. And so I try to go to confession every two weeks, knowing that I'm doing well if I get there every three or four weeks. And so, but, but, but the point is to, to pray for the clergy that, that, that we will, you know, one thing that makes us good confessors is that we're good penitents. And, and so we, I, I need to know what it's like being on the other side of that screen. And I do. And, and so, um, yeah, at this point, I've forgotten what the original question was, but I hope that somehow I answered Father, it. you know, the, and we have just about two minutes left in our conversation, sure. and the time we have left, could you give a, a quick um, lesson? I've, I've noticed, I was talking to a friend of mine who has been Catholic for their whole life, and they realize that they don't really know the proper way of going to confession. The last two minutes, can you give us a, a quick sure. catechesis of how should someone go to confession and how long their confession should be? Sure, yes. Most confessions don't need to be long. Uh, you, you know, one to two minutes. If you go regularly, one to two minutes is actually uh, a reasonable length. Um, because it isn't counseling, it isn't spiritual direction. Please make appointments for that. Confession is for getting rid of our sins. And, and I would say don't wait until you have a, a serious sin to go. If we go regularly, uh, we're less likely to, to commit those serious sins. And, and so um, half of the work takes place before you even show up to the church. Do a good examination of conscience thorough, especially if you've not been in a long time, please do a thorough examination of conscience. Be prepared to confess your grave sins, as it says in canon law, but also this is theologically true, to confess grave sins by kind and number, meaning be specific about what the sin is. You know, don't say I, I was angry or judgmental or lustful. Uh, you know, lust is a lot of things. Was it pornography? Was it making it or using it? That, those are different sins. What, what, you know, what kind of sin was it and how many times did it happen? And hopefully, if you don't say, the priest will ask. Go into confession with contrition. Uh, confess all of your grave sins and any other venial sins you want to say. If you purposefully omit, it's not a valid confession. If you forget, that's, that's okay. Mention it the next time. Um, the priest uh, will, will give you perhaps some counsel. He may only assign a penance. That's usually what I do. And then receive absolution and go do your penance. And there we have it. All righty. Thank you very much, Father. You nailed it. Got it in in uh, just a matter right of time. But thank you very much for joining us, Father Patrick McCain. Thank you. Uh, Father, can you leave us with your priestly blessing? The blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be amongst you and remain with you all. Amen. Thank, Thank you, you, Father. And that's going to do it for the first hour of Catholic Drive Time. We're going to go into our share but join us at the 9 a.m. hour. That's when CDT will be back on the air. But give generously today. We'll be right back with more. All my life, I was searching for something that seemed to be just one step away. Perfect soulmate, the ideal job, that big adventure. And just when I thought I found what I was missing, I realized that I was never really fulfilled. Then I discovered what I was searching for was really faith in God and belonging to a church. You can find what you've been searching for too. Come and see at CatholicsComeHome.com. 
Hello, this is Steve Gleason with your one-minute tool for Catholic evangelism. Here's the question for your non-Catholic friend. Have you ever replaced pronouns in the Bible such as who, whom, whosoever, ye, you, etc., and replaced those words with your name and therefore you personalize the Bible to yourself? Do you do that? Is that a safe way to read the Bible? Well, here's your three best friendship tools for Catholic evangelism. Number one, Bible complexity. Mechanics study motors. Architects study design. Linguists study syntax. But for the most part, Christians don't study the how-tos of safe biblical interpretation called Called hermeneutics. Secondly, Aquinas. In the Summa, we see the caution. Aquinas says of the Bible, quote, the manner of its speech transcends every science because in one and the same sentence, while it describes a fact, it reveals a mystery and thirdly a tough comeback. I know it seems plausible to simply say the Bible is a love letter straight from God to humanity, but wait a minute. A sentence or a paragraph in a love letter has context. Yes, with great caution, we can personalize some context, but remember, when you're at the central figure in the Bible, God isn't, and that's just wrong. I've been listening to Guadalupe Radio for a couple years now, and I think it was a bumper sticker I saw on somebody's car one time, and it's a radio station that I don't have to be concerned about or worried about. When the kids and I are driving, I don't have to worry about inappropriate items. It's just the opposite. It's educational. I've learned so many different topics and on different subjects that I couldn't believe being a Catholic and being baptized as a child. There's so many things I didn't know, and now in these past couple years that I've been listening in, I've learned so much. Your connection to our treasured Catholic faith all day, every day. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. KSHJ Houston. Welcome to the 2023 Guadalupe Radio Network celebrating Mother Angelica Spring Sherathon. Please call 1 800 476 3311 to make your pledge of support to help keep Catholic Radio on the air across the Guadalupe Radio Network. Make a one time $1,500 donation or a pledge of $125 per month for a year, and you'll be eligible to win a drawing for a pilgrimage of choice for two people with select international tours. Make a donation of any size, and you'll be entered into a drawing for a pilgrimage to EWTN. That number again to call is 1-800-476-3311. And good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Spring Sherathon 2023 here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. You just heard some of the information there from Stan. Uh, there's a whole lot more to tell you about. Uh, first, we are going to pray and get started. My name is Dave Palmer. I serve as Executive Director of the North Texas Office of the GRN, along with our COO, Chief Operating Officer, Toya Hogg. Good morning, Toya. Good morning, Dave. How are you this morning? Okay. And how's our listeners this morning? More <laughs> I, I can only answer half of that. <laughs> I, I think the listeners are up and ready. Uh, we shall see. Uh, but uh, doing well. We're in the new office here, and so we're kind of getting things organized here in the new 
new uh, digs here in North Texas, and You're so a new temporary office. Yeah, temporary office across yes. the uh, across the hall from where we will be. But uh, yeah, feeling good about this. A great theme, <clears throat> you notice. Uh, well, let's let's pray. <laughs> and uh, I know the first, first hour we always have so much to talk about. So I'm I'm getting ahead of myself. But uh, we'll we'll give the phone number out to everybody. See who the first caller is after we pray and get things started in right order. In the name of the Father and the Son and the, the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord, we thank you that you have sustained the Guadalupe Radio Network through the generosity of our listeners. We lift each one of them in prayer to you this day. Dear Jesus, along with the intercession of our Blessed Mother Mary, we pray that you will touch, enlighten, and open the eyes of all our hearts so that we will hear your word and hear your teaching. We prayerfully ask for your continued blessing upon the Guadalupe Radio Network that we may remain steadfast in our media ministry to spread your truth. Jesus, bless our listeners and hear their prayers. You know their hearts. You know their needs. Enrich their lives with your Holy Spirit and protect them from harm and bring back our lost family members into your fold. Thank you, Jesus, for the daily showering of the abundant blessings that we send your way, that you send our way. We are your servants. God, our hearts, our hands, and our voices, that we may give glory to God. We ask all of this in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and the Son, Son and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Dave, you're so right. A lot to talk about on the very first morning. Yeah, and I'll, I'll start off uh, by telling everybody what's going on this hour. First hour of a four-day share If you're new to this, this is what we do to raise funds to keep all the stations across the network on the air, and uh, we need your support, and it's hour by hour by hour. And so this particular hour is a matching gift hour, and we have, uh, as of right now, about 57 minutes to raise $8,600 and it's being matched by our dear friends, Bob and Norma Duane, who are <clears throat> the owners of My Mutual Mortgage uh, in North Texas, and also an anonymous a listener in North Texas as well, who contributed $2,000 to it. So you put that together, $8,600, that is what we want to raise. We want to match those two matching gifts, 800-476-3311, 1-800-476-3311. I you know, every every Shurathon, I always say, wow, what a great theme. What a great theme. This one is a great theme. I mean. <laughs> I'm, I'm right there with you, Dave. And I, I mean, I, I will admit there have been some themes that I've been like, oh, you know, I got to kind of try to think things to talk about and, you know, tie into the theme. Uh, this one, I, I think, is easy. I know you and I have both met Mother Angelica and had some experience with her, not as much as other people have, but uh, I think everybody who listens to Catholic Radio, you've been blessed by Mother Angelica one way or the other. Uh, you know, uh, the station may not even exist if it wasn't for Mother Angelica. Uh, so that's what we're doing this, uh, this year is celebrating what would have been her 100th birthday next month, April 20th, I think it was, uh, April 20th. Uh, of tw- uh, 1923 is when she was born. So this is her 100th birthday next month. 800-476-3311. And I'm like Dave, there's so very many reasons that uh, I'm excited about this Sherathon. Uh, we are got a gift. Is it a matching gift, Dave? I mean, yes, this is. Yet. Yeah, eighty-six hundred dollars gift of eighty-six hundred dollars uh, from my mutual mortgage in North Texas. Gave part of it. An anonymous listener gave the rest. So, 
$8,600. But one of the first things that we want to share with you, which I think this is one of the reasons it's so exciting, Dave, is that uh, a donation of any size, every single donation, no matter what size it is, is going to go in a drawing for a personalized pilgrimage to EWTN. You will be going with, um, uh, let's see, let me look at my notes Isn't here, it like a, It's an early it? morning. Sa- so Sammy and Richard be- are going, right? Is that who's... Uh, well, yes, but if I go back a second, you will be going on this personalized, customized pilgrimage when you choose that it's convenient for you. Mm. And so, uh, boy, and EWTN just rolls out the red carpet. You will actually be staying in one of the EWTN guest houses right there at EWTN. And, yeah, you're right, Richard. I mean, Dave, boy, am I discombobbled <laughs> this morning. It's, it's early Tuesday oh. morning. <laughs> oh, boy, is it ever. So you're going to be going with... Um, I'm I'm looking at the notes and I don't see it, but I'm sure it's in there. Uh, Sammy Rodriguez, who is the president, and uh, Richard Reyna, who is the vice president, are going to be taking you on this special pilgrimage pilgrimage to EWTN. Not only will you see EWTN, but you'll go out to the shrine of the Most Blessed Sacrament. Uh, this is so exciting, Dave, because. Uh, to be, to see the shrine, to see EWTN, what Mother Angelica created, is really such an amazing blessing. I never get tired of visiting that shrine. And I'm guessing the, the housing when you're over there is going to be kind of like when somebody goes out there and you're a guest on one of the programs, if you're on Father Mitch or uh, Jeanette's show or something like that. That's the, that you're going to be li- living it up, probably very nice uh uh, you know, you know, quarters to be to be staying when you go out there. So, all right, that is any donation, any size. And I will tell you, we are seven minutes into this uh, charathon, this first hour, and the phone has not rung yet. We have uh, caller uh, volunteers in the Houston call center. I know Tim and uh, David and, and Wyatt and Adrian and all the folks down there are probably treating them like kings and queens and feeding them, and they're just staring at their phone. They want to get that first call uh, uh, under their belt. Eight hundred four seven six three three one one one. 1-800-476-3311. Who will be the first market represented? We always make a big deal out of this. You know, are you from D.C. or Houston, San Antonio, DFW, West Texas, Kansas? Maybe you're listening in Dodge City or Tallahassee or Birmingham. Uh, maybe you're yeah, in uh, Alabama somewhere or Florida. Uh, let's hear from you. 800-476-3311. 1-800-476-3311. The other thing, Toya, in addition to getting into the drawing for the pilgrimage DW, whenever you can arrange it. Uh, we're also going to send everybody who donates at any level something that uh, I'm, I'm really happy to have been involved in because we have a, a digital downloadable you know, link that you're going to receive tonight in your email uh, if you donate today. And uh, that is an interview that I did with five people who knew Mother Angelica best. Uh, this includes uh, Michael Warsaw, who is uh, the CEO of EWTN, uh, Doug Keck, who's our president, 
uh, Father Mitch Pacwa, Johnette Williams, and also Tom Price, who's director of programming and uh, production. Okay, these are these are people who have worked with her or did work with her for, in some cases, you know, 20, 30 years. They know her really, really well. So any donation, any size, and you'll get that tonight in your inbox. And it's about uh, about eight minutes each. So quick stories from each of them. Uh, 800-476-3311, 1-800-476-3311. Still not a call has come in. 800-476-3311. I know that the volunteers in Houston are eagerly awaiting that first call to come in. And I, I know you want to hear everything. You want to know what's going on. What are all the incentive gifts? Oftentimes it will take a little bit of time before we start getting the flurry of calls coming in. But, uh, uh, those are just a, that's just one level. That's the level at any size. But then if you, if you are able to bounce it up to $30 a month, this is what we call the guardian angel, uh, donation level. And, uh, as is typically, we have something uh, for you at that level as well. If you give it $30 a month or more, 361 time or more, you're going to be put into a drawing tomorrow morning for a iPad Air. This is worth about $600 and was donated by an anonymous, uh, listener from Gulf Breeze, Florida. And uh, there also is a never forget plan uh, don't, uh, gift as well. And this is an automatic thing. If you put that $30 a month or 361 time on a credit card or a bank draft, you are going to get a candid conversation with Father Joseph Mary Wolf done by our GM in South and Central Texas, Sean Rice. And I, I really enjoyed this. There were a few, many, many takeaways, uh, Toya, from this interview that Sean did with Father Wolf. Oh, I agree, Dave. I enjoyed that tremendously. And that can be yours if you do a dollar a day, $30 a month, and you use your credit card or automatic bank draft. We call that the never forget plan because it's simple. You know, it's already taken care of. You don't have to wonder, did I send in my pledge reminder this (laughs) month? Did I call in during the share Makes it very easy, but it is a I'm like you, Dave. I enjoyed it a lot. In fact, I enjoyed both of these talks. The one that you did, Dave, with so many of the EWTN personalities, and then the one that Sean Rice did with Father Joseph Mary Wolf. And um, that can be yours if you if you give at the at the guardian angel level. Think that's kind of the suggested donation, a dollar a day, right? Yeah, I think I think most people can do that. Uh, uh, can donate thirty dollars a month, three sixty one time. Do it now because we have eighty six hundred dollars to uh, raise this hour. Not a penny has been chipped away yet. Uh, we still have a few other levels to tell you about, a few other things. Uh, first, you know, ten fifteen minutes of the shareathon is always the most challenging. I do want to say one takeaway from Sean's interview. There's a lot of them. I, I took copious yeah, notes. Yeah, there's a lot. But one thing that really blew me away that I didn't really think about is that Father uh, Joseph Mary Wolf said that, you know, when Mother Angelica went from Canton down to Birmingham or Irondale to establish the monastery in Alabama, uh, he said, you know, they they were there for 19 years in, in, you know, perpetual adoration uh, before EWTN started. You know, I sometimes right. think that they just go down there and the first thing she does is she sets up a, a, a TV network in 1981. She was there for 19 years. He said this was the fruit of nearly two decades 
of prayer before the Blessed Sacrament. And there was so much to say in that interview about our uh, Mother Angelica's love of Jesus and the Blessed Sacrament. And uh, it really, really, that, that was one of the things that just really hit me. All right, 800-476-3311, 1-800-476-3311. I want to real quickly uh, mention also that if you are able to do $125 a month or $1,500 one time, that's called an Archangel donation. And as we typically do, uh, anybody who donates at the Archangel level is going to be put into a drawing, a relatively small drawing. We, we say, you know, maybe 100, uh, 120 people. We're not sure yet how many are going to be in that. But that's uh, anywhere that Select International Tours goes, <clears throat> that's a Catholic pilgrimage. You know, so you can go to the, the Holy Land, to Italy, Ireland, Canada, Poland and Eastern Europe, uh, Croatia and Medjugorje, the Danube Riverboat Cruise, which Toy and I have both done. Uh, so you and a guest, and this, uh, this could be worth, you know, $10,000, $12,000 for your $1,500 investment in Catholic Radio. 800-476-3311, 1-800-476-3311. And then finally... $5,000, Seraphim donation, your name in the drawing four times, uh, that's a biggie. But we we tend to get a lot of these during Sherathons, and so if you can do that right now, boy, that would take a big, big chunk out of this $8,600 we're trying to raise. 800-476-3311. Toy, I'm a little concerned, i got to say. We're uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> 14 minutes into it. The phone has not rung yet. The phones are working, right? Uh, I do hope so, Dave. 800-476-3311. <laughs> Four seven six three three one one, and Dave is so right. A seraphim donation, five thousand dollar donation. We usually get three or four on average during a charathon. So one of them right now would be a huge help since we're fourteen minutes into the hour. But eight hundred four seven six thirty three eleven, eight hundred four seven six three three one one. And Dave, we have so much great news. You know, uh, you just uh, <clears throat> feeling like how can we get all this out at one time? I know. But uh, uh, I just want to tell everybody that the there's going to be a new show on the GRN, and it's called the Spirit World. Uh, you may have been hearing it for a little while, but um, I think we didn't start till like October or November. It's a fairly new show, but it's going to be played on EWTN, and we're going to be the producers of it. So we'll have to get uh, Debbie and Adam Bly on with us one of these days, Dave. Yeah, and that that's uh, the first ever uh, EWTN network-wide program that's produced by the Guadalupe Radio Network. Isn't that right? Yeah. Uh, Yes. Yeah, that's a yeah. That's, that's that's a big deal, and we are being told uh, that there are some phone issues, and so this is a good thing because Toy and I otherwise would just be like, "What is going on?" Uh, so it's not good, but we are working out the kinks. And uh, Sammy says, "Hey, just please keep calling, uh, be patient." And the only way we're really going to know if the phones are start to work is if you you keep calling. And so if you tried to call and it it didn't go through. Uh, we apologize and, you know, we're working things out, but just keep calling that number, 800-476-3311. Uh, typically from, you know, our experience, the, these, you know, problems get worked out pretty quickly. Uh, we have our, our volunteers at the Houston call center right now. So they'll get the call. They'll enter the information into the computer and then we'll be able to thank you right away. Be sure to give us your prayer requests and, uh, just donate at whatever level you're able to. Uh, we, we mentioned, you know, if if you give a dollar, if you give, you know, $50,000, 
you're going to get uh, the chance to win this pilgrimage uh, to EWTN anytime you really can arrange it uh, with all the the parties involved. And uh, you're also going to get that digital downloadable uh, interview that I did uh, with um, a number of uh, folks from EWTN, people who host programs or are involved in administration there, uh, who knew Mother Angelica really, really well. And I, I, I love the, there was a story, Toya, that uh, Tom Price gave about him going and asking Mother about this particular DAT recorder that they wanted to get. And he, you know, just wanted at the end of their, their meeting, they had weekly meetings with her and he said, Oh, by, by the way, Mother Angela, can we, can we, we'd like to get this DAT recorder so we can, uh, you know, you use it for our, our programming. And he was blown away because she knew all the different brands. She knew the price. She knew everything from, you know, from the nuts and bolts aspect of it. It wasn't just like, yeah, I've never heard of that thing, but go ahead and get it. So Tom Price really gave a couple of great stories about how she was very much a person of details, a person who knew the nuts and bolts, the ins and outs of that network and not just, you know, raising money or being on TV. She she knew everything uh, that was going on with that network. 800-476-3311, 18 minutes into it, Toya, and uh, still trying to work out the phone lines, I think. And if you want to, you can donate online. You can go to grnonline.com. That's as Guadalupe Radio Network grnonline.com and you can donate there you can also look there and see what dave and i've been trying to get all the information out this this morning and you can <clears throat> see all the things about the share that a donation of any size you're going to get two things is going to happen one you're going to get this wonderful interview that dave did uh, about um, Mother Angelica, wonderful people that Dave spoke to, Michael Warsaw, Doug Keck, Tom Price, Johnette Benkovic, and Father Mitch Pacwa. You hear some of their favorite stories. Uh, then your name will also go into a drawing for a, a special customized pilgrimage to EWTN. You will be escorted by um, the president and the vice president, uh, Sammy Rodriguez Jr. and uh, Richard Reyna. 1-800-476-3311 or grnonline.com, grnonline.com. And that is the number to call. Make your pledge of support. That's not really the number to call. grnonline.com. That's the website. The number to call is 800-476-3311. All right. I think, uh, <laughs> Toya, we should do a memorari uh, okay. and offer up uh, all the technical issues and everything that's going on right now to our, our Blessed Mother and uh, and maybe follow that with a, a St. Joseph memorari since we just celebrated his uh, feast day yesterday. I have an interesting fun, kind of funny story about that, uh, Toya. I'll well, tell you in a moment. We kind of celebrated his day two days, right? Yeah. Sunday yeah. was his actual feast day, and then they... On Monday, so, right? Yeah, so so Monday was the day it kind of got kind of got kicked to, and yeah. last night, I, well, yesterday I fasted all day because I I was just fasting for for Lent, right? And so I'm sitting down with, with Paula, my wife, at the end of the day, and she's drinking a glass of wine, and I knew she had given up wine for for Lent, and I and I just kind of looked at her, and she said. 
today's St. Joseph's Solemnity. You're not supposed to be fasting. <laughs> so I ran over and poured a glass of wine and enjoyed it with her. Uh, but most, so I kind of had both. I fasted most of the day, and then I enjoyed the, the evening hours. 800-476-3311, 1-800-476-3311. We're having some technical issues. Please keep calling, and uh, we will get this worked out uh, for sure. 20 minutes after the hour now. And let's pray that memorari in the name of the All Father, right. and the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession, was left donated. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother mother of the Word incarnate, incarnate, despise not not my petition, but in my mercy, mercy, hear and answer me. me. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. You wanted to say one to St. Joseph, too? I was going to say, let's do St. Joseph. In the name of the Father, Father, and the the Son, and the Holy Holy Spirit, Spirit. amen. Amen. Remember, Remember, O most chaste spouse spouse of the Virgin Mary, Mary, that never was it known that anyone who implored your help or sought your intercession was left unassisted. Full of confidence in your power, I fly unto you and beg your protection. Despise not, O guardian of the Redeemer, my humble supplication, but in your bounty, hear and answer me. Amen. Father, Son, Holy, Holy Spirit, Spirit. Amen. Amen. I don't know about you, Dave, but I, I, I kind of think that the verbiage. I love those two prayers, but I fly unto Thee. Yeah. Maybe I rush unto Thee. I hurry <laughs> unto Thee. I. It's been a while since I've flown. About yeah, I, I just can't flap my arms fast enough to to really get, kind of get airborne. If you're just joining us, uh, we are in the first hour of the Spring Sherathon. The theme is Celebrating Mother Angelica on what would have been her 100th birthday next month. On April 20th, we're having a few technical issues. And so that's we that's so nicely put. Just a few. <laughs> just a few. The phones are not working. Yeah, it, it might it might just be one technical issue, but one big one, right? The phones are not working, and so we haven't been able to thank anybody. And I'll tell you what, uh, maybe you're out there listening and you're thinking, you know what? I want to give a Seraphim donation. Uh, this this thon go online and just wow us right now. Because this is when everybody can come together and say, you know what, yeah, the phone lines aren't working, but we're still, we're still going to hit this matching gift. Uh, you know, my mutual mortgage, the anonymous listener in North Texas came together for $8,600 in matching gift money for this hour only. And uh, kind of some circumstances out of our control right now. But I think in due order, we are going to be up and running again. And uh, we're going to have a lot of heavy lifting to do to try to get hit this goal. So go online, grnonline.com, grnonline.com, and uh, just make a donation. It's real easy. Just do uh, maybe $1,500 or 125 a month or 5000 30 a month. Whatever you can do, do it now, please. 800-476-3311. 1-800-476-3311. 1-800-476-3311. So, Dave, when the phone lines do work, we are going to need a lot of people in a short amount of time. But it's doable. <laughs> it's very doable. Especially if somebody, we're going to need like that Seraphim donor, the $5,000 donor, or the $1,500 donor where your name goes in a drawing for the pilgrimage with Select International Tours, 
they they've got like a dozen or more places, beautiful Catholic pilgrimage that you could choose to go on. 800-476-3311, 800-476-3311. Takes an army of angels to keep these mighty radio stations afloat, and we need you to be one of them. Uh, you can donate online, and we'll be able to get that into the system at at grnonline.com, grnonline.com, and uh, we can start trying to raise some money that way. But you are listening to the first Sherathon of 2023, talking about Mother Angelica. And, you know, I like to put it this way, Dave. She was into Eucharistic revival before we were. <clears throat> yeah, 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 yeah. Sean, Sean makes that that point uh, very clear. That uh, before it was, I think, yeah, a thing, as as Sean said. Uh, yeah, she was very much into it. Okay, we uh, have been instructed to give another phone number that will go to our Houston call center, and so uh, here is a, a different phone number for you to call. Maybe you've been sitting there saying, "Gosh, I wanted to be the first caller." Here's the number: eight seven 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 five seven. Nine four two four. Okay, that phone line, from what we're being told, is going to work. Okay, we may at some point switch back to the other eight hundred number, but if you've been trying to call and you've been like, you know, gosh, I want to donate, I want to help you on this matching gift hour. Okay, now is your chance to do it. Eight seven 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 five seven nine four two four. Okay, so. Uh, we should see a big flood of calls coming right now because uh, we know the you know the dam is broke now, and we I think we have lines that can get through. Uh, but go ahead and test that eight seven 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 five seven nine four two four. This is one of those things where you know when adversity strikes, you know friends come together, they support each other, and so we're in a bind. Uh, with uh, almost half of this hour uh, already elapsed, you know, and, and not a single penny of this $8,600 having been raised yet, uh, call that number and make a donation, 877-757, pardon me, 9424. 877-757-9424, that is the new number. Okay, so, all right, I think we have our first legit Real uh, volunteer taking a call. Uh, uh, Maresha is in the Houston call center. Maresha, thank you so much. Uh, the, the, who is going to be that first donor? Okay, Diane's saying in a couple minutes we're going to take a, a quick musical break, I think, at the bottom of the hour. But please, please, please call up. This is the first hour, first day, Spring Sherathon, celebrating Mother Angelica, Guadalupe Radio Network. And uh, we're down to 33 minutes to raise $8,600. I know we can do this. 877-757-9424. 877-757-9424. So it looks like uh, we might be somewhat up and running, Toya. Maybe somebody in the GRN could put that on Facebook or send it out in a text to let everybody know uh, for the first time in I don't know how many years we we switched phone numbers and we had to because the phones weren't working. So 877-757-9424. 9424. We're trying to get that information out on social media also, Dave. 877-757-9424. We have one person calling. We need many, many more if we're going to make this work. 877-757-9424. 
All right, one eight seven 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 five seven nine four two four. One person on the line right now. We got this mighty, mighty network of uh, you know thirty five stations on the English side, and uh, and one person. I, I know there's more than that. I know you're listening, and you may have said, "Hey, I've already tried to call five times." You know, I. <laughs> but just please uh, uh, give give it give it a chance right now. See if you can get through. I know we've got the volunteers waiting to take your call in the Houston call center. They'd be very, very excited to hear from you. 877-757-9424. You probably have the old number memorized like we do. Uh, and But the, we got to, circumstances are going to dictate that we, we change things up a little bit right now. Uh, maybe that'll change next hour. 877-757-9424. And uh, don't, don't forget, every single donation of any size uh, gets you into a drawing for a pilgrimage uh, to EWTN, okay? You'll get to stay in the, 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 the rooms there at EWTN, get a personalized tour, and really, really have a great time being right there where Mother Angelica worked and so many miracles happened to establish EWTN. Well, Toya, I think we're going to take a break and come back. Hopefully, we'll have a whole bunch of people on the line with us when we get back. Uh, have some technical difficulties. Help us out now. Uh, first hour, first day, Spring Sherathon, 800 877-757-9424. We'll be back with more of the 2023 Celebrating Mother Angelica Spring Sherathon on the Guadalupe Radio Network right after this.
Welcome back to the 2023 Guadalupe Radio Network celebrating Mother Angelica Spring Sherathon. Please call 1 800 476 3311 to make a pledge of support to help keep your Catholic radio station on the air. That's 1 800 476 3311. All right, uh, 26 minutes ahead of the top of the hour. First hour of the Spring Sherathon celebrating Mother Angelica and what would have been her 100th birthday next month on April 20th. Dave Palmer, Toya Hall here. Everything, <laughs> you know, this is this what is a morning. What a morning this is. I bet you're having a better morning, dear listener, than we're having so far. But, you know, uh, really everything, if you think about it, is fine. You, we're getting the kinks worked out. Uh, it's, you can't kind of explain when he came in here to the studio what's going on, but I won't get into all the, all the details. But the bottom line is we have a phone line that will get to the volunteers. The volunteers are able to enter pledges. And so here's the number temporarily is 877 877- Seven five seven nine four two four. Now that's a different number than we normally give. It's a different number than Stan announces uh, in his intro. Uh, but uh, just write that down: eight seven 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 five seven nine four two four. And uh, we won't know exactly when you call because we won't see the volunteer's name pop up. But the volunteer will take your call. They'll enter it. And we're trying to raise $8,600 of matching gift money thanks to My Mutual Mortgage in Grapevine and also an anonymous donor from North Texas, $8,600, And so, uh, you know, it, it's times like this, Toya, that uh, listeners come through like James, Gulf Breeze, Florida, first donor, uh, I love James. I, I, I was, he was on the Danube Riverboat cruise, uh, uh, a few years ago with me. Uh, he says, hi, Dave. God bless. And, uh, yeah, a great, great man. And, uh, thank, thank you so much. Been very, very generous to the GRN. Uh, so James, thank you very much for that donation. Uh, and it looks like another one came through. Did you see that, Toya? Yeah. I, Jim from, uh, Townley, Alabama. Uh, thank you so much. You know, you and I were asking for a dollar a day, $30 a month, and uh, that your name would go get two things will happen. Uh, one is that you're going to receive a wonderful interview in your inbox tonight. That's what I love about some of the new technology. Uh, it's an interview that Dave Palmer did with some of those who worked with the new Mother Angelica well. Then the other thing that will happen, any donation of any size, and your name will go in a drawing for a private pilgrimage to EWTN. The number to call is 877-757-9424. And Jim said that uh, he and his wife are converts and that Catholic Radio had a huge impact on their conversion. His prayer request is for their daughter, Angela, and Katie, and, and for Katie's mother-in-law. So thank you for those beautiful prayer intentions. And Dave, uh, we actually don't know if we have calls or how many calls, but we need calls, right? It's uh, 23 minutes left. We need to raise $7,240 in 20 minutes, 877 seven five seven ninety four twenty four eight seven 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 five seven ninety four twenty four you know dave over the 20 odd years of doing these charathons i've always seen that when we have major complications like this uh 
people come through. They gather together and they come through. And Dave, I think if we had four Archangel donors, the $1,500 one time or $125 a month, we would probably be able to ring, ring the bells in 22 minutes. Uh, but your name will go into a, a, a pilgrimage of choice. And that's what I love about it. You can choose whichever Catholic pilgrimage you want to go on. So 877-757-9424. We need a lot of people to help us out to rescue this hour, Dave, as we talk about Mother Angelica's 100th anniversary coming up on April the 20th and her love for the Eucharist. Yeah, Francis in Houston, thank you very much. $100 plus Francis paid the credit card charges. Uh, she is from St. John Newman Parish and says, please pray for Naya for a speedy recovery of uh, the, the baby. So I'm not sure if Naya is the baby or the mom or what, but uh, prayers are, are going for you. We also, every every day during the 3 o'clock hour, pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet for all the intentions of uh, our listeners and especially the donors. In fact, we've already prayed for you this morning at each of our uh, various uh, offices. 877-757-9424. Okay, that's the number. It's a new number. It's not the one you're used to. 877-757-9424. And uh, the Houston Call Center volunteers are, you know, they're, they're, they're hanging with us and uh, not getting as many calls as they probably would have, but uh, they're going to be there for a while. But we need the calls right now, 21 minutes to raise $6,522. You know, we've heard from Florida, Alabama, Houston. Uh, where are you, San Antonio? Where are you, North Texas? Midland, Odessa, uh, Dodge City, Kansas, Clayton, New Mexico. All right, uh, La Mesa, Texas. <clears throat> Come on, we, we really need to hear from everybody this morning, and we got to hear from you quickly. Here is a uh, uh, Anna, San Antonio. All right, $50 a month. She's in the Perpetual Light Society, which means that uh, she has given her donation on a perpetual basis, uh, but she still entered into all the great uh, drawings, and she's going to get that chance to win the EWTN pilgrimage uh, as if, you know, she was, you know, a first-time donor. 877-757-9424. 877-757-9424. That's a new number to call. One eight one eight seven seven. If you're doing if you're doing an old phone, right? If you have a landline, let me put it that way. It's not old phone, but a landline. Eight one eight seven 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 five seven ninety four twenty four. Mobile devices eight seven 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 five seven ninety four twenty four. Um, we have got a long way to go and only 19 minutes left, $6,522 of matching gift money. Uh, the reason that I think we're so far behind is because, well, when the phone, when the phones don't work, Dave, that kind of causes, <laughs> yeah, that can do causes it. some issues, right? <laughs> I was like, you're going to give the reason why we're so far behind? <laughs> I'm dying to find out. Uh, 877-757-9424. But, you know, really no excuses because, um, you know, we, we have phone lines, we have volunteers, we have a computer system where they can enter the donations. We've already had three people, four people that we've, uh, thanked already. San Antonio, Houston, 
Alabama and Florida. Those are the four so far. Started off in Gulf Breeze, Florida with James with a big $1,000 donation. Uh, so thank you to him. Don't forget $30 a month or 361 time or more and you get a chance to win an iPad Air with stunning 10.9 inch liquid retina display. Uh, this was donated by an anonymous listener from Gulf Breeze, Florida. So wow, Gulf Breeze, Florida is the star of the morning so far. Uh, so thank you to all the good folks out there. All right, 877-757-9424, 877-757-9424. And uh, is there a Seraphim donor out there? Boy, wouldn't that be awesome? Just take $5,000 off of this, and then we'd be down to about one Archangel donation is what we would need. Um, our, uh, Seraphim is $5,000. You get into the drawing five, four times. Okay, so uh, even a little extra because obviously the seraphim would be three times and then $500 left over. Um, but you'll be in the drawing four times if you're a seraphim donor. Uh, the chance to win the, the pilgrimage of choice with select international tours, any Catholic pilgrimage that they go on, and there's a big selection. And you have a year to do it, too. 877 877- Seven five seven nine four two four eight seven 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 five seven nine four two four. Uh Toy, I see a lot of names on my screen. I don't know if that's like if something something we not. should be excited about <laughs> or if that's just a fluke. I don't know. It certainly looks encouraging, doesn't it? It it does look encouraging whether it is or not, Dave, I don't know, but um Sammy says we've got four calls on. Oh, okay. So, okay. so maybe some of the system is working, but uh please, this is a new phone number. We only have 17 minutes. Uh, I don't think the share started until about 10 minutes ago, Dave. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) We were just kind of practicing up until then, right? Yes, we were. 877-757-9424. That's the number to call. 877-757-9424. 17 minutes left and a lot of money to raise because the phone lines weren't working. All right, here is Ryan, Fredericksburg, Texas, listening to 91.1 KIVM. $1,000 one time oh, you, from St. Mary's Parish. And he said Catholic Radio has helped him join the church the past year. And so, you know, that is really what it's all about. You know, just you listen to Catholic Radio, you fall in love with our Lord, our Lady, and you just say, I want to be a part of this. I want the Eucharist. Uh, I want to be a Catholic. And so, Ryan, thank you for sharing that testimony. And also, $1,000, that goes a long ways. Uh, $5,522 to raise now, $5,522 in 16 minutes, okay? Sometimes people say, hey, no rush, no rush. We are seeing the exact opposite. We're saying rush. <laughs> Get to the phone, call the, the new number that we're, call, that we're call, asking you to call temporarily, 877-757-9424, okay? 877-757-9424, and I think we've got three or four people on the line. So that's encouraging, but we could definitely use more. 800 for what I was going to give the wrong one 877-757-9424 877-757-9424 and this is a first of um of things we have never done in the Sherathon before Dave and this is to um remember Mother Angelica's 100th birthday and we are giving away for a donation of any size, 
If you do $5, your name's going in the drawing. If you do $105, your name's going in the drawing. For a customized pilgrimage, you can say, hey, these are the my good dates. And Sammy Rodriguez, who is the president, and Richard Reyna, who's the vice president, will be taking you on a pilgrimage to EWTN. And I can't believe Woo-hoo. my eyes. <laughs> Well, that uh, that certainly takes a lot of the pressure off, especially in an hour like this when it is so so very oh challenging. Goodness. Here is six thousand dollars to get us started, anonymous in Plano, Texas. Um, uh, let's see. I don't. I, I don't know if I. I think I, I won't even say the parish. Uh, just to, to keep this person very anonymous, uh, says Catholic Radio has helped me develop a stronger faith. Uh, please uh, keep Aww. me and my wife's family in your prayers, he says. Okay, so please uh, keep me and my wife's family in your prayers. All right, uh, so uh, this is Anonymous, Plano, Texas. Uh, regular donor, even though it's Anonymous, uh, I know who this is, and uh, we are so very grateful. Uh, you often are well, our first seraphim of most charathons, and we're very, very grateful, and especially this time, uh, because we needed that so, so very badly. So, uh, Anonymous and Plano, God bless you. And uh, here's another one from Alabama, John uh, Vestavia, Alabama, $15 a month, uh, St. Peter the Apostle Parish in Hoover. Uh, shout out to St. Peter's Knights of Columbus Council 7584 in Hoover, Alabama, and our brother Knight in GRN, Alabama, GM Marty. All right. So uh, Marty Matulia uh, has a friend there in uh, Vestavia. Thank you, John, for that donation. You are going to get the digital downloadable uh, compilation interview. You're going to get the the chance to win that uh, pilgrimage DWTN. Uh, so, uh, gosh, that is good. Boy, that, that wasn't an easy hour by any means, but, uh, having that $6,000 come in at the end was a big help. Then let's say our prayer, Dave, in the name of the Father, Father and the Son, and the, Son, and the, the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus, we join you in celebrating this past hour and lifting to you in prayer each person who gave a gift to help us reach that goal. We pray also for each of their needs, and we ask you to bless them with immeasurable graces for their generous support that allows your gospel message to be spread across the Guadalupe Radio Network. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Spirit. amen. And that happened in this hour. And, you know, just to kind of make up for some of the... The time that we lost this morning, over 30 minutes, Dave, let me give out the phone number at 877-757-9424, 877-757-9424, and that's a new number. We if The phones weren't working this morning, so just uh, maybe we should recap, Dave, all the, the things that uh, people were trying to call in for this morning, like... You know, the pilgrimage and the uh, wonderful CD that, well, I call it a CD, a digital CD. Let me call it that. Uh, that we will be in your inbox tonight for a donation of any size. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, great idea, because I know it was early, and you're probably still wiping the sleep out of your eyes and uh, trying to call and couldn't get through. Uh, so here it is, starting from uh, the, the any donation, any size, okay, a dollar or $10,000, the $6,000 the donation that just came in a moment ago, uh, you are going to receive tonight in your inbox a link to a digital downloadable 
compilation interview that I did with five people who knew Mother Angelica best. We're celebrating her life and legacy during this year And this is uh, Michael Warsaw and Doug Keck, who are the uh, CEO and president, respectively, of EWTN. And they, they knew Mother Angelica, worked with her uh, uh, very, very closely. Uh, Tom Price, Father Mitch Pacwa, and then Johnette Williams. Uh, can I tell you something real quickly, uh, Toya, that's kind of funny, is that uh, Diane and I were in here, and I was I, I called Michael Warsaw, and I did the interview with him, and we finished... And I said, all right, thanks. And I said, okay, we're no longer recording. And I, and I asked him a, a couple more questions, just kind of, you know, uh, chatting with him. And, the, the, you know, it's one of those things like, gosh, I wish we were still rolling. Cause he, he told a story about, uh, how mother, he, I guess he, he was working for the shrine, um, uh, in Washington, D.C. And that's how he came to, to know Mother Angelica. He came and visited her. And I guess at some point after she had gotten to know him for a while, she told somebody privately, and they told him subsequently that she said, "That's the guy. That's the one who's going to replace me as the uh, the leader of VWTN." So she knew that pretty early on, you know, before I think before the stroke, and and so she pretty much had had him tagged, but she never told him that. Uh, she told somebody else that, and I. But that that story I don't think got recorded because it was done after we 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 finished our recording. But some really great stories, um, you know, funny stories. Father Mitch Paqua talks about the very first time uh, he ever met her. You know, he was he was a student at, <laughs> in uh, what Vanderbilt was it? He was getting his uh, his theology degree, and he came, and he was not in his clerics, and he, he was pulled up in a little five hundred dollar car, and uh, Mother Angelica kind of looked at him and he said, oh, I'm going to be your guest on the show tonight, <laughs> Mother Angelica. <laughs> and then she went to, to Deacon, oh, whoa, who, who was the uh, the Deacon's name? Stoutmeyer. Dean Stoutmeyer and said, if this guy messes, if this kid messes up, you're fired. <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah, because he had scheduled it. Yeah, yeah, he had yeah, yeah, he, he scheduled the interview and uh, of course we know we know how that goes. And so, yeah, Father Mitch, as you yeah, would expect. Yeah, he's now working there. Told he didn't some, get fired, he's working there. That, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, eight, so 877-757-9424 and uh, Jeanette Williams tells a beautiful, warm story of uh, Mother's Heart. You know, after uh, Jeanette Williams had lost her uh, son in a um, was it a car or a motorcycle accident? Car accident. A car accident, and uh, she came back to work eventually at EWTN, and mother called her into her office, and just that exchange, you know, shows mother's heart. And so Tom Price talks about her attention to detail. Father Mitch talks about her sense of humor, how she loved to be teased, but she'd throw it right back at you. Uh, Johnette talks about her heart, and you know. It's it's really a neat. You get a really good kind of full glimpse of uh, of mother uh, through the through these interviews. Uh, all right, so again, you get a chance to win uh, the pilgrimage uh, TWTN at a time of your choosing, and if you do thirty dollars a month or more. Uh, or 361 time or more, uh, you're going to be put into a drawing tomorrow morning uh, to win an iPad Air uh, that is worth six hundred dollars, donated by an anonymous uh, listener from Gulf Breeze, Florida. And put it on a credit card or a bank draft, and you get a wonderful, wonderful interview that uh, our GM in San Antonio, Sean Rice, did with uh, Father Joseph Mary, um, who has been at EWTN a long time. The, the The story of how he went to EWTN is really fascinating. Do you remember that toy about? Uh, he was an engineer. Yeah, and he, yeah, he he was a. I, I guess you could say a late vocation. 
And uh, Mother Angelica was very instrumental in that, too. But now I look at all these wonderful, wonderful stories, Dave, and I think about also Archbishop Fulton Sheen, something he, many things probably that he and Mother Angelica had in common, but a commitment to the Eucharist, Mm -hmm, you know, daily adoration. It's You just wonder how many hours, you know, Mother Angelica added up to of adoration that she had and she loved the lord in the blessed sacrament and one of my favorite stories and and uh sean talks about it with uh father on his talk and that is that she had such a relationship with him and she bought a new pair of shoes she went rushing into the adoration chapel (laughs) and thanked the lord for her new shoes and uh, i think she didn't he say also she she wanted him to see them yes yes. (laughs) wanted to hey look lord i got a new pair of shoes and uh yeah you know relationship but you know that's the way it should be very simple very beautiful just like a wonderful relationship with your 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 father yeah, and, uh, you know, going to back to those early days with Father Joseph Mary Wolf being uh, an engineer is that he was, uh, I want to say, was it Iowa? He, um, he, what he, he lived and he would watch EWTN, and it was only on, I think, about four hours a day at that time, early, early on in the early 80s. And he said every now and then it would go off the air. There would be a technical glitch. And Mother Angelica would come on the air and she'd say, if you're an engineer, I need you, I need you. And that was his reason for going down there. He, right. he he was an engineer, and she said, if you're an engineer, I need you. So he goes down as an engineer, and then, of course, uh, the rest is history. He's been there for, uh, gosh, uh, well over 30 years now, and uh, knew Mother Angelica very, very closely. So beautiful, beautiful stories. Uh, Sean has a great way of just kind of drawing out the goodness of his interviewee, and uh, it certainly is the case in this interview uh, with Father Joseph Mary Wolf. And this is going to be given to you if you put your uh, guardian angel donation on a credit card or a bank draft. Uh, Lee in Vestavia Hills, Alabama, uh, $25 one time. Thank you for uh, your donation. And she happened upon the station by accident and has enjoyed it so much. How often do we hear that, Toya? And it could be a he. Oh, uh, well, so the, the, the comment says she. Yeah, she happened. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a, that was a good hint, Dave. <laughs> so uh, I love when people say, I happened across the station, because there are no accidents with God. That mm-hmm. it was a God incident. When you happen across the station, and it changes your life. 877-757-9424. 877-757-9424. So thankful for that. It was a Seraphim Plus donation, Dave, because we only had eight calls that hour, and they only came in probably in the last 20 minutes or so. But uh, thank you so much for everybody that called and, and saved that hour. Yeah, and, and I'm presuming we still uh, are giving out the 877 number until we're told otherwise. Uh, 877-757-9424, 877-757-9424. We have hit this goal. Thanks be to God. It was not easy. It didn't come easy this hour. But, you know, when somebody like Anonymous anonymous in Plano does call in $6,000, you're right. I mean, that person stepped it up, okay? Because a Seraphim donation is... um, you know, uh, uh, is $5,000. And this person said, you know what, I'm going to do $6,000. And uh, to be honest with you, without that uh, 6000 
uh, dollar donation uh, that it would I don't know I don't think we would have fit this goal. Uh, judge in Dallas, nine ten a.m. Listener, one hundred and seventy five dollars one time from St. Rita Parish. Uh, has Catholic Radio has deepened my faith and educates others uh, about the gospel message. I was actually at St. Rita Parish last weekend at a St. Oh, Patrick's nice. Day party benefiting a group called Bella House. And so I uh, got to see the, I wasn't participating in the Mass, but I was in there and got to see the, the Mass underway on Saturday. Uh, I challenged the men of St. Rita Christian Leadership Group to make a donation to the Guadalupe Radio Network. This is Judge speaking, not me. Uh, so uh, Judge is challenging them. And uh, Judge, I know because you have such a unique name, I, I, we've heard your name many, many times calling in. So thank you for your continued support. And God bless you and Father Josh and all the folks over there at uh, St. Rita Parish in Dallas. So, Toya, all's well that ends well, right? Absolutely, Dave, um, and praise <laughs> God for that. 877-757-9424. Now, if I can just get the new number down, right, after I don't know how many mm-hmm. years we had that number, 877 877- Seven five seven ninety four twenty four. So here's what I'm going to ask you to do. I want you to text this number to your friends, put it on your social media, get the word out that Guadalupe Radio Network is having their first Sherathon of the year and needs support. Eight seven seven. Seven five seven ninety four twenty four, and donation of any size. Uh, sometimes people feel like, well, my five dollars doesn't make a difference, or w- whatever it may be. We've seen two dollar and three dollar donations, Dave, and they make a huge difference because we chip away at what we need to raise. But every single donation is going to go in the drawing for a pilgrimage of customized pilgrimage to EWTN. All right, that music means it's time for us to mosey on into the next hour. 877-757-9424. Big announcement coming up right after this. We'll be back with more of the 2023 Celebrating Mother Angelica Spring share on the Guadalupe Radio Network right after this. KSHJ, Houston.